Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. This week, we celebrate World Heart Day by using heart to connect. And you might be surprised by what that involves. So stick around for today's episode of the Queen of Hearts podcast. We'll also give you a little sneak peek into our October perimenopause series later in the show. I'm Heather Klug. And I'm Bethany DeBrew Adams. And we're from the The Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Cardiac Awareness Awareness Center Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. World Heart Day officially took place on September 29th, but this topic is too important to let pass by. So let's get right into it. Yes. World Heart Day is put on each year by the World Heart Federation as a way to promote awareness of the fact that 520 million people worldwide live with cardiovascular disease, or what we're going to call CVD, just for time. Mm -hmm. And CVD remains the world's number one killer, resulting in 18.6 million deaths around the world each year. Wow. Yeah. The World Heart Federation champions heart health and acts to reduce the global burden of heart disease and stroke, and they've been doing so since 1978. So they've been around longer than the Karen Yon Center. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And they're bigger and more global. Mm-hmm. But our missions actually align really well. Yeah, we're kind of trying to do the same thing. Yes. Really, anything to get the word out about cardiovascular disease is so important. Mm-hmm. And this year, the World Heart Federation has chosen to focus on something you know quite a bit about from running the Karen Yon Center Social media, and that's digital communications and technology. Isn't that right, Bethany? Uh, Sure. (laughs) I didn't know quite where you were going, but okay. Yeah, I know a little bit about it. The theme, Use Heart to Connect, was chosen because in the words of the World Heart Federation, quote, the pandemic has highlighted an urgent need to find different and innovative ways to connect people to heart health, particularly in lower resource areas and communities, Mm -hmm. end quote. And really, the goal here is to, as they say, harness the power of digital health so that we can not only improve awareness of heart disease, but also to improve prevention, like us, Mm -hmm. and management of it as well. Yes. And even though the WHF specifically mentions telehealth in their goals, I know that there are a lot of areas in the digital world that can be used as well to reach these goals. Like a certain podcast that (laughs) shall remain nameless, Hmm. because we We are doing it right now. Right. That was sneaky. Exactly. (laughs) Or a certain YouTube channel Uh as well. Uh You know, Karen Yance and our YouTube channel. Very shameless plug, (laughs) right? There are so many different facets to digital health that can be used to improve the lives of those living with CVD and those of us who are working to prevent getting CVD. Yes. Now, I know that World Heart Day usually has a few areas. They refer to them as pillars Mm -hmm. that they focus their theme around. What are they this year? Well, this year they're focusing on equity, prevention, and community. Mm. So as we talk about each of these pillars, you'll notice that the idea of using heart to connect is about using your compassion and your knowledge and any influence you have, and everybody Mm -hmm. has some, Mm -hmm. to make sure that you, your loved ones, and the community where you live have the best opportunity to live a heart-healthy life. And we want to connect with and nurture our own heart health, but also use the power of digital to connect people everywhere to better heart health as well. That can seem like a tall order until you break it down into these pillars. Right. So let's start with the first one, 
equity. Mm-hmm. How can we connect people in a more equitable fashion? Right. It seems like there's been a lot of talk about this since the pandemic pushed so many things to remote communication. Right. You're so right, Heather. Digital equity is something many people may not have even considered until like 90% of life went virtual. And, you know, all of a sudden we're left thinking, what about people who don't have Wi-Fi or computers or smartphones, you know, much like what we've seen with school children who are unable to connect to internet at home mm-hmm. for remote schooling, you know, people who are unable to be connected at home are at greater risk of heart disease and stroke due to lack of access to things like CVD prevention, treatment, and control. But the thing everybody needs to kind of remember is half of the world's population doesn't have have access to the internet. Wow. Half the world has no internet yeah. access. I would have thought that number was less than that. I think we all would. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible to think given how we take it for granted here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the WHF believes that technology and data can help bridge the gap for the disconnected. They want to enable and empower everyone everywhere to use digital tools for better prevention, diagnosis, and care of these heart-related conditions. And, you know, I I agree with this, obviously, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like a simple fix, right? Right. But even if we just were to focus on Wisconsin, there is a lot that needs to be done just to get people here access to these digital technologies. I believe that. I've heard on the news a lot over the course of the last year and a half that so many people here in this state don't have access to high-speed internet. Mm -hmm. I even know that with my own family. My in-laws live out in the country. Mm -hmm. They don't have high-speed internet, you know? And that's something that I think those of us who can easily get it don't think too much about. Right. We can get it, so we do, and we kind of take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, I feel, you know, when I really have time to consider it, I feel spoiled by having Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have it for quite a while, but now you notice it when it goes out, and all of a sudden you can't. (laughs) get anything in your house to work. And it feels like you're cut off from the world. You know, everything. Like, I can't make a phone call in my house without my Wi-Fi working because I don't have a good signal from where we live. So, like, even that I can't do. And Wisconsin officials have estimated that around 430,000 people in this state, Mm -hmm. about 22% of our state's rural population, Mm -hmm. lack high-speed internet or what they use the word broadband, you know, to kind of encompass that. Okay. That's way too many people, Mm -hmm. especially in 2021. Right? I agree. And then you also have to consider the people who do have access to it in their area, but they simply can't afford the expense. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. most broadband plans in our area cost anywhere from 50 to $110 a month. And that's not including those fees, those sneaky little fees that somehow just (laughs) manage to find their way onto your bill. And that can be a huge expense for a lot of people. Especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. Or you have multiple jobs to even put, you know, a living together. You know, back in the World Heart Day podcast we did last year in 2020, one Mm -hmm. of the goals that the World Heart Federation had was to use your influence to help make heart heart health easier for others by using your vote. Mm -hmm. So voting for referendums and other legislation that can help everyone throughout your state have equal access to broadband internet at fair prices (laughs) is something I think we all can support. Yes, we certainly can. Now, what about the next pillar? 
prevention. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we do a lot of the preaching (laughs) of prevention here at the Karen Yant Center. We talk to women every day about how to prevent heart disease. We also have our website and various other digital platforms as well. Right. And we really do most of our outreach about the prevention of heart disease. Mm -hmm. And the World Heart Federation is focusing on a lot of the same prevention methods that we talk about, eating a healthy diet, Mm -hmm. saying no to tobacco, and getting plenty of exercise. And they bring this into the digital conversation by mentioning that digital tools like phone apps and wearable technology can help many people get motivated to do these things, and then they can keep us motivated to stay on Mm -hmm. track. I can see that. We finished our summer escapade challenge at the beginning of September, Mm -hmm. and we used the app world walking for people to log their exercise. We got so much great feedback from people about how that app really kept them motivated to move because they had a visual of the progress the group was making. On that app, you do a virtual walk and they have many to choose from or you can create your own path. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to make it through the whole walk. Our group did a path through the lower 48 United States Mm -hmm. and I would get excited when I would check our (laughs) progress every day. She would. Where are we? She How wanted far to did scr- we go? We had a scratch off <laughs> United States poster. She wanted to scratch off those states. That's right. It really did help my motivation to see things in action. That's so true. And I'm like you. I'm like someone who likes that little bit of instant gratification, especially when it comes to working out because I don't <laughs> like working out. But again, I'm going to be the party pooper here a little bit. And we need to point out that sometimes people may not have a smartphone yeah, or they might not be able to afford some of the wear technology like smartwatches can be ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Or they simply might not be comfortable with learning how some of the fancier wearable technology works. Mm -hmm. The good news is that there are some more basic fitness trackers and pedometers that are easy to use and not very expensive at all. Yeah, we actually sell those basic pedometers at the Karen Yant Center. Yes, we do. They're very basic. Yes, very. I mean, they're what, $25? Mm -hmm. And we still have several people that come in to buy them because they simply don't want all the bells and whistles of a lot of the wearable tech. They just want to know their step count. And they make sure and tell us that. (laughs) Yes, they put it on and they're like, what button do I push? And how do I see how many steps I take? That's all I want to know. That's all. Yeah. And before we move into discussing that last pillar, I want to point out that the other way to focus on heart disease prevention is by taking care of yourself with your health care provider. And by this, I mean that obviously if you have an underlying condition like heart disease or heart failure, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. any number of things, don't let COVID stop you from going to your regular checkups. Yeah. Hospitals and clinics have so many safeguards in effect now, including virtual visits for a lot of stuff. I know I've done a bunch of those this year. I think you have mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know, there's really no reason to miss those annual checkups and those follow-up appointments that might be important for you to keep your health in check. Absolutely. And this should go without saying, but if you are having an emergency, call 911. Yes, please. Do not put off emergency care for any reason. No. 
Now let's move on to the last pillar, Bethany, community. How can we use heart to connect in this area? Well, this one should come to mind when we think about digital technology, because over the past year and a half, we've all been experiencing some level of distance from other people. Mm -hmm. Whether we've been working from home or doing remote school or just not going places because it was either forbidden or Mm -hmm. dangerous to do so. I think every one of us has felt some level of loneliness at some point throughout this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And this can include people who are already dealing with CVD. They likely have been asked to avoid people even more than the rest of us because they're more at risk for severe forms of COVID. And this means they may have skipped medical appointments. They may have reduced their exercising Mm -hmm. or even lost contact with friends and family. I think that's very true. It seems like the solution here is pretty obvious reach out and give someone a call Mm -hmm. or send a text or an email. (laughs) Definitely. Or a visit now that we're vaccinated and stuff like that. You know, we have the ability today to use technology to overcome isolation for so many people. But again, yet again, (laughs) I'm going to point out that the most recent census report, a 2018 report, showed that in half of Wisconsin counties, fewer than 60% of households own smartphones. Really? Yeah. So we need to be aware that not everyone has the same technology available to them that we might. So hmm. the ability to do things like FaceTime, yeah. which really kind of helps you feel a little more connected, might not be possible. You know, it's past time that we think of things like internet and computers and smartphones as luxuries because pretty much everyone needs them as a basic necessity of modern life. Yes, I totally agree. Wow, there was a lot to digest this world <laughs> heart day. I never have- just that simple, right? Right. I hope we can all accept the responsibility of using heart to connect. That's why we do this podcast. We want to connect with you all about important topics in heart health. And that is why we are focusing on a big women's heart health topic in October, perimenopause. Woohoo! Yeah. Now, full disclosure, <laughs> this is a little self-serving because I think you're okay with me saying this because we've said this before. Oh, no, don't tell them my age. Heather and I are both in that time of our lives. We're yes. kind of entering that area. Mm-hmm. So we want to know all we can so that we can be as prepared as possible for what's coming in the next several years. That's right. I think both of us have felt like perimenopause was just this mystery Mm -hmm. and we've only heard the highlights or should I say low lights (laughs) from our moms and their experiences with hot flashes. Crying jags. Yeah, and those kind of things. My mom still has hot flashes. So I hope that's not hereditary. (laughs) We wanted to pull away the curtain and get to the nitty gritty about what perimenopause is, what it might be like, and the implications it has for our hearts and beyond. So next week, we are kicking off our series with a chat about perimenopause menopause myths versus realities. <laughs> this is going to be a really fun way to start because there are so many things I think we've heard that we are going to debunk. I sure hope so because <laughs> a lot of these myths are scary. I know and I feel like I learn more every day so. Yeah we hope you guys tune in next week and all October long. Thanks for listening today. We want you all to get out in the world and use heart to connect. 
start by connecting with us. Yeah. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And give us a review or drop us a message. Connect with your friends and share our podcast on your social accounts. We're grateful for all our listeners. As we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyantcenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.